Yeah, yeah. Woke up in the morning and to God be the glory. Thankful for another day to tell my story. Put my opinions in the universe and let them orbit. I'm from the dirty south with a dirty mouth, might need orbit. Miss thing things on me like a nigga Norbit. Had to refuse them cause my bitch no resfusion, she gorgeous. As I dab my sons up and kiss my daughter forehead. Tell them we gon' get this money till my pockets morbid. Remember living in apartments, now we playing mortgage. You ain't gotta like a nigga regardless, baby, I'm blessed. And I keep that blick with me, we like grits and eggs. As you sip your coffee, flick your cigarette. And let a nigga vet. Yeah. Uh, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Episode 16, Grits and Eggs Podcast. I am your host, Deontay Kyle. As always, shoot me an email or you can call me at one 855 234-EGGS. That's 1-855-234-3447. How the hell you doing? Um, sweet. It's been pretty uneventful. Just now kicking my um new TikTok page off, uh, Grits and Eggs Podcast. Uh, let me double check on that. I think it is at Grits and Eggs Podcast. Should have. Yep, that's what it is. At Grits and Eggs Podcast. And I'm normally tagging myself and all those. So if you see a clip, I'm going to tag the podcast from now on. That way you can go ahead and follow my backup page so I can start posting all my clips there and probably some exclusive shit just for the people that follow on that page. But we'll get that when we get that. When I can go live, then we start getting a little bit more exclusive. Like I said, this week has been pretty uneventful. Y'all know me. I just be in a fucking truck 60 hours a week. You know, like a working class man, like a blue collar scholar. Um, I'm just kicking shit today. You know, we had the club Shay Shay shit with Monique. Sorry, that liquor. Oof. First time I'm drinking on the pod, but boy, that shit is biting. Let me drink some water real quick. I hope y'all doing good. I hope y'all living good. I hope y'all taking care of yourself. Hope you're taking care of your business. Hope you're taking care of your motherfucking kids. Eating some damn vegetables. When last time you had a vegetable? When last time you had some fruit, some water? Make sure you're taking care of yourself. We had a Club Shay Shay podcast with Monique. Now, before we get into it, Monique, auntie, I love you. I support you. And I trust you. I believe everything you said. But we've been seeing clips of you going on the Cat Williams Dark Matter tour. And then we just still beating a dead horse. I get it. Yo, you got ops. You got real ops. Big ops, too. The biggest. Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry. Big ops. But it just, but we can't do that the whole time. Like, that can't. We used to tell good jokes. You look good. Auntie, we, we happy for you. We happy you got some limelight. But we can't just talk shit about Oprah and Tyler Perry the whole tour. Ain't nobody paying to see that. We just seen you do that for three hours on Club Shay Shay. As as it stands though, it was a very um, revealing part uh, podcast. Um, I appreciate the Club Shay Shay podcast for always giving people a platform to you know air out their grievances, and I think it's important that people put names on it. A lot of people say. Oh, you know, we shouldn't be tearing each other down in public. Look, that if you don't put a name on it, that's how it 
continues to go on. That's why things happen the way that they do because everything is shh, hush, hush. Motherfuckers keep shit quiet so they can get an opportunity. Now, these people didn't do nothing wrong but stand by their morals. These people didn't do nothing wrong but stand in their truth and what they believed in. And because that's not in alignment with the people that held the gates because they didn't bend the knee, they got blackballed. They got blacklisted. A lot of other people have probably been harmed by these people, shut out by these people, made to do things they weren't necessarily comfortable with for a fucking opportunity. That's what the Hollywood shit is all about. That's what it run off. People disregarding their morals for opportunities, essentially for money. Now, there's also another narrative. Oh, we all black. We don't need to be beefing in public. We black people. This make us look bad. No, it don't. I would I would I would go as far as to say black people who uphold the traditions, the ways and the practices of white supremacy are a lot more dangerous to black people than white people ever will be. The Black Panther Party was was what the plot to take down the Black Panthers was done by white people, but it was executed by black people. The plot to take down Fred Hampton was designed by white people. But it was a black man that infiltrated that situation. It was more than likely some black people that gave up the low on MLK. And we already know they used black people to kill Malcolm X. I mean, we are more dangerous to each other when we see an opportunity. And these white folks know that. And just imagine we all in the house. And you have clear enemies outside. Everybody inside the house is supposed to be on the same page. They look like you. They talk like you. They walk like you. They think like you. They can empathize with you. And the second you turn your back to focus on the enemy outside, you get stabbed in it. We got to clean up our house first. That's the issue with the, the dynamics and the reason why we need to deal with things going on in our community first. Because nothing is more dangerous to you than somebody that you trust. And we have a blind trust with each other because we have such a shared history and such a shared culture. And also, we, like I said before, we just empathize with each other's experiences. What's more dangerous than a motherfucker relating to you, making you feel comfortable, gaining your trust just to fuck you over? What's more dangerous than you saying, man, fuck that white man, like, fuck that Hollywood shit, I ain't going for that. I'm going to go over here and fuck with my brother whole time my brother is upholding the same practices and traditions that they do nothing is more dangerous than that so these people need to be called out okay because we see Kanye like as, as nutty as we might think Kanye is he actually went straight to the top he attacked the people directly at the top because when he started wilding out his gatekeeper turned his back on him Jay-Z these people are upholding the same practices of the people that we call the the grand they, the big they. Nobody want to put a name on shit. That's why things are allowed to continue the way they are, because nobody is willing to sacrifice an opportunity for the greater good. Nobody is willing to sacrifice an opportunity so that the people that come behind him will have them will have a better shot without having to dish their morals to the side, without having to degrade themselves or to do things that they're truly uncomfortable with for a dollar. Things that will look like selling out to the community. Uh, this is why we, you know, Kevin Hart had his whole thing. We been felt we always have felt fishy about these people, so I don't understand what the big deal is. Like somebody said 
when I was talking about this on live, somebody was like, oh, but we disregarding how many people Tyler Perry put on. To do what? Put them on to do what? Continue to destroy the image of black people, specifically black women? Make black women look like they're only scorn or angry? Make black men look like they're evil and they will pass anything up for a light-skinned bitch as soon as they get some money? Make light-skinned men look like the soft savior coming in to save the... He ruins... He ruins the image of us by perpetuating harmful stereotypes. Black people are a lot more than the things we portrayed again. I don't think Michael, like, you got Michael Ely to play a role. He throwing fucking babies out of a window. Come on, son. Like, put him on to do what? Continue to perpetuate harmful stereotypes? But because he put on a fucking dress and play like a fucking mammy or like Big Mama and got the church to accept him that it's okay? This shit ain't okay. Why do we need another color purple? Like, what's up with Oprah and this addiction to trauma, selling trauma? That's the cycle that we have. To, where's the black sci-fi? Where's the black rom-coms? It can't just be one, one every year. So we are such a more, much more diverse per people. Why do we, bruh, if we didn't sell enough fucking trauma in the 90s, at least in the 90s when we were selling trauma, we had... Uh, the Cosby Show to balance it out. Family Matters to balance it out. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to balance it out. In Living Color to balance it out. Uh, what's the shit with the... Uh, what's the show when they was in college? You know what I'm talking about? Dwayne Wayne? Y'all know what I'm talking about. We had that to balance it out. Black people going to HBCUs. Black people in, 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 in pursuit of education. In pursuit of a higher life. To balance out all of the hyper violence that we got from all these black exploitation films in our era, like Don't Be a Menace, like Juice, like Boys in the Hood, all this extra shit. And then we had the Wayans brothers that at least balanced it out with like things like Don't Be a Menace to, to at least bring some lighthearted comedy. We don't need no more slave movies. We don't need to sell no more trauma. Every black person alive is aware of our history and aware of the trauma. And the movies don't do it no justice. Only thing it do is make me mad at white people. That's all it, those movies serve to do for any fucking body is to make white people feel guilty for black about and feel guilty and feel bad and pity black people and it make me fucking hate white people. It's not healthy. So why not call these people out that are perpetuating harmful stereotypes, stereotypes that's not real, like the fucking Zeus Network that only show angry black women fighting all day and, and hypersexualized black women and, 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 and involve themselves in whole culture. Bro, we're better than this, bro. We have so much more to offer than this, except this one dimensional ass thing. And nine times out of 10, and I don't give a fuck what white people think about me. I'm going to keep it real. But a lot of people fucking do. That's the issue. And and is and and I will empathize with the people that care about what white people say and say a lot of times white people's first interaction with a black person is on a screen. And what they see us on the screen doing. That's the issue. So these people need to be called called out because they don't become gatekeepers for no reason. What's behind the gate? When people call them gatekeepers like that's some like holy title. What's behind the gate? Is it anything behind that gate that benefits you? We have to like really start talking about the dynamics within our community because 
we're not even going to be able to have a fighting chance against all of these structures and all of these systems that have been picked up against us, and, and including the systems that ruin our image in Hollywood, perpetuated by these Jews in Hollywood, even if that ain't the right thing to say, even if you call it anti-Semitic. Look at all the look at all the fucking heads and and the, and the execs of all these labels and that be, whether that be record labels or uh, industry movie industry uh, production labels, they're all Jewish people, bro. It is what it is, bro. I know we're not allowed to talk about them for the Holocaust, but y'all can shit on us all day, and we done been through the crack era, Jim Crow, and slavery, and mass incarceration, and redlining, and Tuskegee. Like, come on, bro. There's been an unlimited shit done to us. And you can talk about us with impunity, but the second the nigga mentioned Jews, we start scrambling. The only fear you should have is in Argentina. So we have to really discuss the dynamics and the things that we're we're dealing with with one another. We have a lot of colorism issues. We have generational issues going on in our community. We have the issues of over-sexualization of our women, hypersexualization of our women, adulting our children, hypersexualizing our girls, um, our boys being led astray to this path of just gangsterism and being wanting to be thugs and hustlers. And we used to be a proper community. We used to be a proper community of skilled tradesmen and business owners and elegance. So, the thing is, is that if we don't address what's going on in our house first and 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 in order to address the system of racism and white supremacy, we have to address the black people who perpetuate racism and white supremacy, who bow down to those systems and try to get their own people to enforce it or put a black face on 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 the further attempts at brainwashing us with racism and white supremacy and the form uh, and, and the attempts to continue to portray negative images of us. So Monique and Cat Williams are fucking heroes for the work that they've done. But the thing I will say is that Cat Williams got back to comedy and Monique is still going to beat on that dead horse and it's going to turn a lot of people off. She's funny, so let's find something else to be funny. You have a whole life outside of that. If nigga cost me millions of dollars, I'd be mad as fuck too. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't never even had a million dollars, so I can't imagine how I feel to lose it. But we live in a microwave society, auntie, and I hope you understand that, that we understood it when we sat down and watched you talk for three hours and want to see you be great. And the only way to be great is for you to publicly move on from that. Because we empathize with you. We love you. And this message might not reach you, but I love you. I'm your nephew. And if you ever, you know what I'm saying? Hey, if you and whoever work it out, and y'all need a role, just let me come and be a regular light-skinned nigga, uh, corner store clerk, something like that. You know, a nigga on the corner. I'll sell some. I, I will perpetuate a harmful stereotype for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll be on the corner. I'll be a hotel. I'll sit on the corner, a corner and yell at white people in your movie. Um, I would say, moving on from that, and then speaking of harmful stereotypes, and speaking of issues with our image, Twenty twenty three was the year of fentanyl, right? And I have a close personal friend that works with children who are smoking Percocets, who are taking pills that's pressed and mixed with fentanyl called the blues. Um, and this is bad, you know. Twenty twenty three 
if we want to talk about a drug, it could be summed up in fentanyl. 2024, if we want to talk about a drug, we're talking about Ozempic. I'm, I live in Atlanta, all right? I'm driving down the street, and I see a yellow sign with black letters say Ozempic Injections. Call this number. Just Ozempic, no business. We buy junk houses. <laughs> we buy old cars. Same energy. Just Ozempic. Now, for the last fucking three, four years, all you bitches been doing is getting, ah, uh, Black History Month, we ain't calling women bitches. All you beautiful girls been doing is going to somewhere and getting plastic surgery trying to get a bigger ass. Trying to get bigger tits. Now y'all finna be slim as hell. You finna be slim as a bitch. Shitting your guts out every day. That's the little secret they don't tell you. Just like niggas who make lean look good and tell you, don't tell you you've been constantly they ain't shit in a year. Nick, that's why do you think these, all these niggas is so toxic in their music? They full of toxins. <laughs> Nigga ain't shit in a year. Niggas been constipated. They just drinking cough syrup for like recreation. Now you people is taking a drug that's for people with diabetes and using it as a weight loss substitute instead of just take. You won't go to the gym to build no ass. You go buy ass. Now you won't go to the gym to lose the gut. You just gonna pop Ozempic in your. My people perish from a lack of knowledge. What are you doing to your body? This isn't Grand Theft Auto. This isn't create a player. You're not a WWE diva on the video game. You can't just decide what you you got genetics. You got genetics. It's just genetics. You ain't got no ass. You just ain't got no ass. You got a pretty face. Double down on the makeup. <laughs> it's bitches out here. God damn it. It's beautiful girls out here with with that that are that are sevens, sixes, even fives in the face. Whole lot of ass back there. Whole lot of ass. Back in my day, that's how it kept, that's how it went. That's how it. And back in my day, that's how it went. If you saw a girl walking down the street and she was dragging a motherfucking wagon, you best believe she turned around. She might look like a dragon. That's just how that thing went. Okay, God don't give nobody everything. The nigga that the nigga that knock your motherfucking back loose needs somewhere to stay. He don't have a car. He got charges. God ain't gonna give you everything. You got big old titties. You might not have no fat ass. God ain't gonna give you everything. You got big titties and a pretty face. Some girls is out here, no titties. No, look at Coyle Ray. Look at Coyle Ray. Exude sexuality, exuding sex appeal. No, no BBL. No breast implants, just just embracing. You gotta embrace. Let 2024 be the year of embrace. Somebody asked me the other day, are you an influencer? Yes, I'm influencing you to be a real nigga. Use your fucking noodle. That's my influence. Use your noodle. You weren't just supposed to go to school to sleep. You're supposed to learn something while you was in there. Damn. What are we doing? We're just taking foreign drugs because Kim Kardashian said so. 
But y'all hate Kanye. She was attracted to him. She had kids by him. Something there is correlating. Something there means they're just alike. You niggas are losing your mind chasing trends and the trend coming is coming at the expense of your health. Fuck the BBL. Let's look at how many women have died from plastic surgery. You got niggas out here getting rods put in their knees. You got niggas out here getting prosthetic dinglings. It the world is crazy. We won't be a proper country again until we start loving ourselves, okay? Everybody, everybody ain't gonna have everything. That's okay. That's what make you you. You be saying that time to tell people you so different. You look like everybody else. I don't want to hear no different. I don't want to hear nothing about standing on business. You don't even love yourself. I don't want to hear nobody that go get no surgery. That's going to get no exempt. Talk about how much they love the Lord. You don't love the Lord. Because you don't love his creation. You got big old fat ass booty. Big old titties. Big straight teeth. Teeth looking like a damn toilet bowl. All your teeth, two front teeth. All your teeth the same motherfucker. No canines in sight. No mold. And then you and then your daughter come out, no ass, no titties, crooked ass teeth. What happened to me? You just creating generational curses. Our parents couldn't even create these type of curses. They usually created a curse of poverty, something like that. Impoverished mindset, some colorism. You just hand down body issues. What you gonna tell you? What you, Chris Jenner? You gonna tell your daughter to go get surgery? You niggas are losing your minds. And on this podcast here, we only gonna address niggas because this podcast is for the niggas, strictly for the niggas. You understand that? What are we doing? If you fat, beef, be fat. We already know you black and you proud. Just say it right now in the mirror. Go look in the mirror. I'm fat and I'm proud. Just say it. Embrace it. Because you want to put diabetes. Listen, you're already pre-diabetic. So you might need it. And you going to shit out your guts. Just shitting your guts out. Go. You bitches. You always on a trip. You always on the trip. You always on a plane. Okay. You always going out the country to take pictures. Go to South America. Find a shaman. Take some ice cold ayahuasca. Have an outer body experience and get in touch with God. And heal your wounds. Okay? Stop going on trips to take pictures and do four-wheelers and do zip lines and take some fucking ayahuasca and get your motherfucking mind right. Because we got to get our noodle right this year. This is the year where we get our noodle right. This is the year, the 2024, where we start being honest with ourselves and stop following trends and stop worrying about what celebrities doing and start focusing on love. Where are you going to be without love? God damn. Am I, the, am, am, am I the model of the modern man? Look at his body. What did shit say? Truck driver. Because that's what I am. That's what I am what I am. I am what I do. You are what you eat. And I fancy a 10-piece lemon pepper wet. I look like it. 
Let's 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 start kicking. Let's 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 start being more honest within the community and with ourselves because I'm I'm tired of I. You know what? I'm finna write you niggas off. I'm finna be done with you niggas, man. I was at ninety five percent support of all black people last year. I'm at a. I mean, I, I, some days it's 85, some days it's 90. We got to tighten up. We, we can't keep going into a room 20 deep looking for a nigga approval because he got a rap song, because he got a chain. Okay? God damn. Y'all have spent the last motherfucking five years screaming independence. Screaming independent. I'm an independent woman. I don't need no nigga for shit. Then line up in a room to get validated by said niggas. Let's, let's tighten up. Ban where raise the prices of warehouses all across America. If you see niggas, if you see 20 women, three rappers, a host, and camera equipment, $10,000 an hour. <laughs> we have to stay out of warehouses. We, we, whatever, nigga. Do what you want to do. Um, today. Get your popcorn. Hey, get your popcorn. Pop, 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 popcorn player. Today, we have a suggestion for you guys. Um, What's this shit called? Suncoast. Bruh, this was a good little wholesome ass. I love a little wholesome. I love a little wholesome ass movie, man. Yeah, that's what it's called. Suncoast. It's on Hulu. Let's see who. Let's see. Shorty, Shorty, Shorty acted her ass off. A lot of crying. A lot of crying in this movie, guys. A lot of, lot of crying. A lot of, lot of tears. Very t- a tear jerking film. I'm gonna be honest with you. Had my boy Woody Harrelson in it. Laura Lenny from from Ozark and uh, Nico Parker. First time I've seen her in a movie. I'm gonna make that suggestion this week. Suncoast. Guarantee you won't be let down. The series we're going to talk about is the series that I was talking shit about. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Deontay God gives it two thumbs up. Listen, guys. My biggest criticism of this film on the onset was that they weren't sexy. They, they, they don't give off sex appeal. But what, you know what they do? They do give off sex appeal. They give the sex appeal of the everyday person. Everybody ain't going to win the genetic lottery and be Angelina Jolie. Everybody ain't going to be Brad Pitt. You could, you got a shot at looking like Donald Glover, my nigga. You got a shot at looking like Maya Erskine. Especially if you're a young Asian American woman. Nerds are really, really rubbing it in our faces. <laughs> Niggas that was lame in high school is really rubbing it in our faces, bro. They're up. They're really doing their big one. Look at me. Cool guy. Cool guy. Smoke weed. Go to third period. Fall asleep. Go to three lunches. Because I was that hungry. Skip fourth period. Well, skip fifth period. Go to the gym. Play ball. Class. I didn't belong in. Trying to be cool. Leave high school. Start trapping. Trap University, no college credits. And then I go on to try to rebuild my life after I catch all these charges, license suspended, all this fuck shit. 
All this fuck shit. 33 years old. All the potential in the world. Now a truck driver trying to trying to rebuild it off this microphone. And niggas is out here, niggas that we would niggas that was getting made fun of is out here making Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Let's just keep it a bean, bro. One time for the nerds, bro. One time for the nerds, bro. Y'all stayed down, bro. Y'all was the first niggas that was really self-aware out here. Our parents was telling us, stop trying to be on the in crowd. Y'all really took that shit to heart, bro. And now y'all in the world as adults really doing y'all big one. Uh, give us another round of applause for the nerds, bro. Ooh, 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 ooh. For all the dogs, bro. Y'all really did y'all big one. I respect it. I love it. Okay? I'm trying to be like you. I wasn't a bully in high school, but if... Um, if you are a nerd and you're listening, fuck with your boy, man. I know you got to go. I know you got something going on, my nigga. I know you got something going on, my nigga. But listen, the beauty, the, the best thing about this show is that, first of all, on the onset, the relationship was super awkward. This is how people are. I don't think you're going to get out in a shootout in broad day. I don't really believe in spies. I don't know if that's a real thing. What I do believe in is the power of awkwardness, nigga. Genuinely awkward. You could feel the awkwardness through the screen. It was such a well-acted, well-cast series. The transitions were real. The dynamics of the relationships were real. The backgrounds of the characters were real. The arguments felt like real arguments. I mean, this was a fucking... Beautifully written, beautifully shot, beautifully directed, well executed, well cast show. This is a 10 out of 10 from your boy. I'm not Epert and Roper, nigga. I'm just Deontay, nigga. This is a 10 out of 10, gang. That shit is fire. It's on Amazon Prime. You know what, man? My boy Donald and Steven ain't never missed, bruh. We just got to keep it real about that. Donald and that boy brother ain't never missed. They ain't never missed, bro. They be doing their shit. Go check out Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon Prime, starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. This week, second, okay, hold on. Let's let's do something real quick. Last week on the top fives, we did the top five movie tie-in music videos, and we had... Uh, we had a listener call in with her submission. She fucked up the first voicemail, but she got it right with the second voicemail. So we're going to check her out. Because I ain't going to lie, when I posted that clip, y'all was dropping some fucking heat in the comments, gang. I, I ain't going to hold you. Matter of fact, let's go check out y'all suggestions before we listen to her shit real quick. Um, Y'all was dropping some motherfucking heat in the comments. Okay, basketball from Like Mike. Basketball is my... F Shake a tail feather for the bad boys. Uh-oh, you see them bad boys coming. Can't stop now. Hard shit. Um, let's see. Mary J. Bly is not going to cry for the waiting to excel. <sighs> Y'all was really dropping heat, bro. I have nothing for bodyguard. Dropping... You niggas was dropping hot lava in the comments. I ain't going to lie. Okay, vocals. <laughs> Listen, we got Take Me There by Maya and Blackstreet for the Rugrats movie. Niggas, niggas ain't have the orange tape, bro. Niggas ain't have the orange VHS. I had the orange VHS for Rugrats Go to Paris. 
Um, Beyonce fan, Beyonce fan here. Uh, Angelica Mitchell says I'm a Beyonce fan, so work it out for Austin Powers Gold Member and check on it for Pink Panther. Bro, y'all was really dropping heat. Aaliyah, one more. Uh, are you that somebody? Uh, for Doctor Doolittle and try again for Romeo Must Die, bro. Y'all really was dropping heat. Bobby Brown on her own Ghostbusters too. Um, round and round. John Neal featuring Method Man for the How High soundtrack. Niggas is dropping heat, bro. Um, and then Hustle's ambition for Get Rich and Die Trying. Listen, y'all was dropping heat, shorty. I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm, I'm proud of my listeners, bro. I'm proud of y'all because y'all was really putting lava in the comments. Now we're gonna listen to, we're gonna hear from Nene. Okay, hey, this is Nene. I'm calling back. Um, this is. Uh, you can delete the other recording if you can. <laughs> uh, so, hey, this is Mimi from Houston, Texas, by way of Jackson, Mississippi. Shout out to Jackson, Mississippi. So, all right, I want to give my list of my top five soundtrack movie combo video things. So, number five, in my list, I really want to just kind of like shine some light on these. These might not be the hardest, these might not be the best, but these are like, they're going to like take you back and like, really like be like oh my god yeah i forgot about that one and, like really put you back on so i love how you brought that into the conversation on the on the podcast because you're right kids today don't know nothing about this this was a whole thing when we used to watch music videos anyway so number five immature do my thing for gut burger come on now that's he number four in vogue don't let go i uh, set it off Number three, Case, featuring Foxy Brown, Touch Me, Teach You Back On. So, I, what was what was the imp- I, I talked over. My bad, y'all. When we used to watch music videos. Anyway, so, number five, immature, do my thing. For good burger. Come on now. Number four, in vogue, don't let go. Four, set it off. Number three, Case. Featuring Foxy Brown, Touch Me, Tease Me for the Nutty Professor. Number two, Black Street and Maya, Take Me There for the Rugrats movie. Come on now. And number one, I'm going to go with you with the Will Smith MIB. The intro was hard. I mean, it made you want to say, I want to go see that movie. And then, like you said, Will Smith is the best actor turned rapper or rapper turned actor, excuse me. And he was actually doing it, and it was cool. It was a time. You just had to be there. Thank you. I'm loving the show. Y'all have a good one. Thank you, Nene, from Houston, Texas, by way of Jackson, Mississippi. Real heat. Because that that set it off shit was the shit, bro. Listen, now, Will Smith is the best rapper turned actor. And in honor of Will Smith, this week's top five, top five, top five, top five greatest Will Smith movies with number five being Hitch. Listen, gang, I just rewatch Hitch. It's a, it holds up. Eva Mendez, oh, Latino heat. <laughs> number four, Seven Pounds with Rosario Dawson and Michael Ely in that thing. Look. This is a very deep, sentimental-ass movie. He really... This is when bro was like, nah, you know what? 
You niggas think I'm just funny. I'm finna get in my bag for real. I'm finna get in a bathtub at a hotel and let a jellyfish kill me, nigga. You ain't never seen that in movies. Oh, because my wife died. And I owe it. I owe it. Woody Harrelson again. He pops up again. Woody Harrelson has been in some heat, bruh. So number four, we got seven pounds. Number three, one of the greatest movie biopics of all time, in my opinion, Ali. Bro, he had the accent down pat. He had the physique. He had the box cut. He acted his... You can ask the lady behind this camera. I have watched Ali an innumerable amount of times. A lot. I love that fucking movie. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, another great actor. Number two, we gonna go Men in Black. We gonna go to original Men in Black. Number two, Men in Black. After, after, um, after Independence Day, I think there was a lot... And enemy of the state. I think there was a question about his range, whether he could do real drama movies. And Men in Black was a good mix of drama in some sort of senses, but also just showcasing like emotion, facial, like being able to express things as a face, but also being very funny, being cool. Like Will Smith was a cool nigga growing up. I don't know, you know, he get older, you know, that's how I go. When you get older and you try to stay young too long, or you just try to stay hip, or you just are, or just generational divides. Niggas forget, bro. Will Smith was the cool nigga growing up, bro. So number two, we got Men in Black, and number one, I don't think it's any surprise to anyone. Number one, The Pursuit of Happiness. I've cried. I ain't gonna lie. When that nigga got that job, that nigga was, I was. Boot. Listen, bro. I remember one day I'm sitting in a room, bro. We stayed in a house, and I was just laying in a bed. This was like one of the first house. This is when we moved out to apartments for the first time. I got our own house, and you know I'm on my grind. Like I'm on my music grind. I had just got offered a deal from Atlantic. I'm going through a lot of stuff. Like I turned down the deal, but that's another story for another day. But I'm feeling like you know things are progressing. Like I'm actually finna make it in this rap shit. And I watched The Pursuit of Happiness. And he went through all these trials and tribulations and finally got that job. I'm in this bitch boo crying. I was like, he never gave up. (laughs) It's such a a good movie, bruh. So shout out to Will Smith, the best rapper turned actor, man. I mean, I don't think anybody can deny that. Um, You know, it sucks to see great men be brought down, man. Uh, We don't know what's going on behind the scenes with him and Jada, so... I won't say he was brought down by a woman. I'm pretty sure he played a part in that because he was, he he was in that movie with uh Shorty Margot Robbie Margot Robbie and they said him and Shorty had great chemistry. Said they was fucking. Said it was loving verse Virginia in that. <laughs> it's going down, man. Listen, bro. This week on the CD player. <laughs> this week on the CD player, we had to discuss. Um, you know what? You know what? Before we do that, shout out to Killer Mike for the sweet man. We're gonna discuss an Atlanta artist today, but shout out Killer Mike, bro. Killer, I told y'all last year, Killer Mike had the album of the year. I said this in June. 
I hadn't changed my mind because it was the album of the year. I didn't. I, I wanted it to win a Grammy, but I also know how the Grammys go. I did not expect it to win a Grammy, and it did. It won three Grammys. Best Rap Album, Best Rap Performance, and Best Rap Song. It's a sweep. Do we agree with Killer Mike's politics? No. We know Sir Killer Mike is a capitalist. He's a serial capitalist, and he thinks that capitalism is the... Black capitalism is the way to black freedom, and we know that to not be true. And we know if we actually truly, we actually have evidence of successful black um, communities, and all of them were a little bit more democratically social, socialist. They were democratically socialist communities where we didn't have really much elitism. Now, we do have a past, you know. We're not going to go into the intricate details. What we are going to do is congratulate Killer Mike. And also, what I want to do is commend Killer Mike on his maturity and his growth as an artist, but also his response to Consonet. Um, and Consonet basically just calling him an old nigga, saying he don't know what he is, he, who he is. All the people who said they don't know who Killer Mike is are washed. She was looking kind of dumb with a finger and her thumb and a shape of an L on the forehead. That's a big L, chat. Big L, chat, if you don't know who Killer Mike is, but you have met, built a platform of being a fan of hip-hop. You don't really love this shit. So we're going to move right along, and we're going to address another down south legend, an Atlanta legend, West Side, Zone 1, Censoro, Center Hill, none other Clifford Herod, T.I. T.I.'s Urban Legend is one of the first CDs that I ever, I didn't buy it. I ain't going to lie to you. Till, I ain't buy your first shit. I got it in a three-pack, okay? I got it in a three-pack. I got T.I. Urban Legend, The Massacre by 50 Cent, and The Eminem Show by Eminem from this nigga that, from Chicago that used to burn CDs on my butts. I bought that three-pack. But when I first moved to Atlanta, I was not super aware. I mean, I had heard bring them out and shit like that. And um, but I got on the bus the first day and it was nigga in the in the back seat. A-S-A-P. A-S-A-P. I was like, that shit sound kind of hard. Now we stayed in the same neighborhood, so I hit him up. Like, this ended up actually being my partner for real. He was like, bro, this that Urban Legend, my T.I., bro. You got to tap in, bro. I know you ain't from around here, but this T.I., this that shit, bro. Tapped in with T.I., Urban Legend, bro. And I have been a fan of T.I. ever since. And I actually went back and listened to Industries with PSC. Listen to trap music. Listen to I'm Serious because this is what we used to do when we liked music. When we heard artists, we went back and studied their shit and really got in tune with them. Um... So to this week, we want to talk about T.I.'s Urban Legend. I want to do a quick rundown of the track list. Number one being The King. This is T.I. If you ever, if there's a, there is a constant in all of T.I.'s albums where in that first track, it ain't no hook. The first track and, and, and pure hip hop. Fa this is real hip hop shit, bro. The first track, the intro, we don't do no hooks. We come out and we rap our ass off. And we just let niggas know what the... Yep, yep, yep. 
Hey, who I'm near, nigga? T.I.P. Atlanta Zone King of the South, shout A yeet, a yeet, yeah. Better keep my name out your mouth. So, uh, usually we just, the rappers, we just come in and rap. This way you get the mob from Carter 2. This way you get fly in from Carter 1. Niggas come on the album and just start rapping, gang. Showing niggas, hey, I got bars, bro. And T.I. is one of the best lyricists out the South ever. And I ain't, I ain't, at one point, niggas was calling him the down South Jay-Z. I do think his case fucked up his public reputation. I do think the whole, um, what's that shit? What's that shit? They said he was snitching. Crime Stoppers, that shit. That fucked up his reputation. Niggas saying he was a rat fucked up his reputation. Niggas saying he wasn't really from Bankhead's beef with Shot Low kind of fucked up his reputation. Um, and then he just got older and he just hung around a little too long. A little bit too much spotlight telling us, you know, you be trying to make sure your daughter's still a virgin. You know, shit like that. Sex trafficking, uh, uh, accusals. You know, it's hard to overlook things like this. It is hard to overlook things like this. But... Today, we're here to celebrate the artist, and we're going to celebrate the man, and we're going to talk about T.I.'s urban legend. Track one being the king, Banger. Track two being Motivation. That shit a motivation. Track three. Bro was three for three, just coming out the gate. He was three for three. Then he went. Asa, Asa, Asa. Listen, just just being in Atlanta, you know that it's some it's a certain type of nigga that walk around yelling lyrics. <laughs> this nigga is walking to the martyr and he got his headphones on and that nigga is rapping lyrics very loud. And because the nigga was rapping these lyrics in the back of the bus, I got put on the T.I. So ASAP is the reason. Praying for Help is um, one more uh, mid-tier. There is no low-tier songs on this album. Um, Praying for Help is more mid-tier. Why You Mad at Me, number six, is one of my favorite songs off this album. Um, this may be more of a B-side. Why You Mad at Me? Late nights, earth strikes, serving straight white talk shit, slap box clear to the daylight. May fight, but stay tight. Keep with the JE for the lighter, hit the bass pipe. If the trap was the ocean of the sea, you could consider me and them the killer whales and great whites. For a nigga trigger, said you made it blink twice, cause they no kept the killer nigga for he blink twice. This nigga was hard, bro. Number seven. I yeah. wanna see you dance yeah. like them girls yeah. in that tip yeah. video. Hey, hey, let me see you get loose. Hey. Hey, bruh, this man is really seven for seven. Shotta was not missing on this bitch, bro. He had a point to prove. Then this is in the this is in the height of his beast with Lil Flip. This nigga single-handedly ended this nigga career. Let's not forget who T.I. is, bro. Let's not forget who T.I. is. Number eight, one of my favorite songs, and I just cause I love BG. Yeah. 
King of the motherfucking South. Be Jeezy, let's do it, homie. Grand Hustle Pimp. Chopper City in here. Got my nigga blocking this bitch. Eastside yeah. represent. Hey, I can give you what you want, but T.I.P. the hottest hard shit. What they do, number eight, number nine, the greatest. I'm just a man. This nigga was not missing. I don't know what he was trying to prove on this bitch, bro. Excuse me. It's a glass on top of the motherfucking piano, bitch. It's a tip glass. Put some money in that bitch. Get the fuck on. What? Listen to that tiny. I didn't even know that was her back in the day. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, mammals and cats, dogs, chickens, ducks, and all that in between. We ain't gonna turn, we're trying not to get flat on YouTube. Um That was number nine, the greatest. Number ten with Lil' Kim, get your shit together. Number eleven, she a freak though. When you're done, when I see number thirteen, bring them, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. This nigga was not missing, bro. This is one of the greatest, most flawless albums of all time. Now, if you hadn't heard of PSC, this was for you. Grand hustle, number fifteen, chilling with my bitch. He's in the crib and the squad and the trap. Now I'm in the two-seater with my broad and my lap. This nigga was going absolutely bonkers on this bitch, bro. This nigga, no, there's no skips on this bitch, bro. Come on, bro. I don't care if they kick this bitch off. This also when this this one Lil Wayne was starting his lore. This is when Lil John and the Eastside boys were certified Atlanta legends, and then we ended with my life and more of a. He did the song with Daz Dillinger. This was more. This felt like a very Tupac esque, very an ode to Tupac and a nod to Tupac, paying homage to Tupac with "My Life" featuring Daz Dillinger, and that would be number seventeen in the end of this album. And it is, it is constantly. It raised me, bro. It raised me, bro. It raised me, bro. This is one of them songs that, this is the thing that, like, I really grew up on this shit, bro. Like, you know, so it's nostalgic for me, but it's also like, bro, just listening back, bro. I guarantee you, bro, if I'm put you on anything, if you're a young nigga and you listen to me and you you trust my opinion on things and you trust my word, then I'm going to be a real influencer. Go listen to T.I. Urban Legend. There ain't no skips on that bitch, bro. Not one skip, bro. It's a flawless album. It is arguably his best album, but King. Cause I would say, I would say on even on trap music and on I'm serious, it skips on now. In my opinion, the thing is, Urban Legend and King ain't got no skips on neither one of them. This is the peak TI. But today we're talking about Urban Legend, TI. 
if you trust me, if you fuck with me, if you grew up like me and you already heard it, go back and listen to it. If you're a young nigga and you fuck with me, a young lady and you fuck with me and you trust my word, T.I., Urban Legend. And that's going to conclude CD Player. And we're going we're gonna to taper out the pod. Like, I liked it today. It was high and tight. High and tight. Very high and tight energy of a podcast today. This is what I like to do. I got off work. You know what I'm saying? I got off work. Boom. Got home about 6 o'clock. 6.30. Ate dinner. You know, Big Mom, Big Mom was in the kitchen when I got home. Had had a plate ready. Good, good, good mixed vegetables. Good baked potato. Good chicken. Something simple. Something to get them bowels moving. Uh-huh. Some sustenance. Some nourishment. Cooked with love. Took me a hot shower. Threw in a little dad jacket just so I could show you niggas what a father figure look like. And then we get on the podcast and we do our thing, bruh. And we keep it sweet. You know, I'm starting to get in a stride with this shit. When I was doing this shit in the truck, I wasn't this comfortable, bro. I'm more comfortable, bro. I got segments. We got this shit lined up. I feel like we're doing better with the transitions. I don't feel like I'm relying too much on negative language and just cursing up a storm. You know, I'm just, I feel comfortable. You know, we're comfortable. We're in a comfortable position. Um, I'm enjoying this. I'm glad. It, and for, you know, from the, you know, reception is that y'all fucking with the kid. You know what I'm saying? I feel like y'all fucking with the kid. I'm fucking with y'all. Let's see where we at on YouTube. Last week on YouTube, um, I believe we was right around 600, 600 subscribers between 600. We are at 637 subscribers. So, you know, we got work to do. We're going to pump the numbers up. The milestone is, the milestone for the podcast is um, 1,000, 1,000 subscribers. You know, we'll do some celebration when we get 1,000 subscribers. But I feel like, you know, if I stay consistent week to week, we're we going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there together with y'all's support. And with my consistency, we'll get there. And then we're just going to go 1,000 and beyond. We're going to keep building. So tell a friend to tell a friend. About the Grace and Eggs podcast hosted by Deontay Kyle. If you're not already following me, follow me at Deontay underscore Kyle on Instagram and on TikTok and at Grits and Eggs podcast on TikTok. Also, you should be subscribed to the um, YouTube, which is Grits and Eggs pod. And if you on Spotify, Apple Music or wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe there. If you have questions, comments, concerns, if you don't want your voice heard, hit me on email, gritsandeggspod at gmail.com. That's G-R-I-T-S-A-N-D-E-G-G-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. And if you're comfortable and you want your voice heard, you need some advice. You know I'm your uncle, your big cousin, your big bro. You need some advice, some life advice. Shit, if you're doing it, I probably done did it. If you're going through it, I'd have probably been there too. Hit me up. 1-855-234-EGGS. That's 1-855-234-3447. It'll appear on the screen somewhere. Um, if you got advice, if you need advice, if you wanna if you want me to talk about a specific topic on the podcast, uh, you got questions, I will answer. We'll do a little QA. We'll do a little Q&A at the end of the pod. So if y'all send me voicemails asking me questions, I will give the answers right here live and direct at the end of the podcast. 
Also, um, just any feedback. You want to show a nigga some love? Call me. 1-855-234-EGGS. That's going to conclude today's podcast, episode 16. Grace and X podcast. We out.